Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. It is November 24th. We got one more day till Thanksgiving tomorrow. And tonight we have a guest back on from, you know, again, from uh, popular demand, Elizabeth Cooper. How you doing, EC? I'm doing great. How are you? It's Thanksgiving Eve. I'm, man, I'm running like crazy. What are you going to eat tomorrow? Everything. <laughs> I have, um, we're ex- I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, I could eat stuffing every day, all year long. That is one of my favorite foods. But we'll have the traditional turkey and, uh, and dressing and sweet potatoes and, you know, all, all the fixings. And then probably about five different desserts. We're expecting a crowd of about maybe a little over 20 tomorrow, <gasps> 25 roughly. How about, how about you and your family? That's a big bird, Cyrus. That's a really big bird. You know, I actually freaked out one of my kids one time. I was in the grocery store. And these turkeys were huge, right? These frozen turkeys I was looking at and it was Thanksgiving time. Of course, I'm looking for shopping for a bird. And I look over and now, mind you, I have a preschooler like still in that little seat in the front of the cart, the shopping cart. Uh I'm like, man, that's a big bird. And they're like, big bird? That's big bird? And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) no, 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 it's not. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's so funny. Totally freaked him out. But I'll tell you what, I've never liked stuffing. So I found this really cool recipe. And I don't know if it was like a fusion of Southern Living and Martha Stewart, but it has to be a prodigy child of the two of them. It has liquor. It has sausage, cranberries. Like it's a whole meal in it. And I'm like, all right, now I can eat some stuffing. That sounds actually pretty good. Are you one of those folks that has to have the cranberry sauce? You know, I do it both ways. I grew up in New Jersey, so we do the can, you know, the cold can uh-huh. of like cranberry jello. That's that's what I prefer. But then I make it fresh also. Actually, my son made it fresh this year. I taught him how to do it. Oh, it's nice when you have other family that, that helps to cook. So this yeah. year, my, we're doing this at my sister's house. And, um, we, you know, last year was so different from this year. We talked a little bit about like all the crazy things in the family. So it's like this year, my sister described it as we're like the island of misfit toys. You know, we're, we're missing a couple of people from last year, but, um, you know, a couple of friends of the family are recently widows. And we're just making sure the people that are out there that don't really have anywhere to go are like, they're, they're there. So we're, we're bugging them until they show up tomorrow. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a different experience, but it's, it's you know, it's another year we all have a lot to thank for. Absolutely. It has been a doozy over here. I mean, 
a crazy year, right? Like we were all hoping that we could just, uh, last New Year's, like we're all going to take a breath out and it's going to be a little bit cooler and people are going to mellow out. Like, man, that stuff didn't happen. No, crazy double down on us this year, but that's okay. I'm, we're still standing. You have some amazing big news about your show, the Caffeine Cooper Show. And I uh, do. yeah, I wanted you to come on and talk a little bit about it because I wanted the people listening to this show to know a little bit more about it. You've got go ahead, I'll just shut up. You you tell us all this cool stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, and I'm glad that we're just doing audio because I must look like I'm ready for my PJs to go to bed because I've got to tell you, it's been a lot of work. So really, really tired at this moment in time. But I was contacted by the Binge Network um, that was several weeks ago, you know, and I'm looking at this email and I'm like, how did they find me? Like, what is up with this? What do they want? Well, actually, it's pretty cool. They're a network of their own, but they're really mainly a distribution service. And they were looking for content because they have some of their partners and their partners are, are the big guys. So I actually wound up getting uh, a placement of a custom app on Amazon Fire TV and the Binge Networks, Hero Go, Samsung, um, and there's a couple others that, that are just escaping my mind at the moment. But the goal is they give me a 90 network guarantee. So within the next couple of months, the Caffeinated Cooper Show will be uh, on demand on 90 different networks, which is huge news. So I'm, I'm super stoked. So people will probably be able to find out if you have a Roku TV or a Vizio, like smart TV, where you have all these different apps, you're probably going to be on a bunch of those apps. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And as we know which networks have bought the show, I'll be able to announce that. But as of right now, if you like the linear streaming, which if, if you don't know what linear streaming is, that means you find a show you like and it just runs like it just runs, baby. You get to watch everything, all the hours upon hours of footage that you have in one particular show that you really like. So my show is one of those on Hero Go and you can just turn it on and just binge watch that stuff. Um, it's on the Binge Network live right now. In two weeks, the app and all the content's going to be moved over to Amazon Fire TV and you'll be able to see it there. Um, but, you know, this reaches all those smart TVs out there and really basically anything, your tablet, your laptop, your, however you watch your TV. So it's it's really super exciting. You know, it is really exciting. And just to see, like watching your show develop over the last couple of years, it's really kind of fun because, you know, it, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm that old. I'm Gen X, right? I'm the official spokesman for Generation X. But we've <laughs> seen content, how content is created and distributed, change so wildly and rapidly, especially over the last like five to eight years. Um, but, but, you know, literally since 2000, when you, you don't plan to set in front of your TV anymore. Right. You, you don't have to DVR has changed that, but then streaming and just, it's, it's amazing. You don't have to, Hey, you have to be home. You know, when we were kids, we, yeah, we'd have to be home at a certain night to watch a show, you know, I but know. now. Can you, can you imagine it, Cyrus? There's a whole generation of kids, my kids, my kids that are 20 and under that they don't know what it's like to be like, Ooh, my show is on Thursday at 8 PM. And if I don't watch it at Thursday at 8 PM, everybody at work, everybody at school is going to know what happened and I'll be clueless. I have to be at home at that time. Like they don't, they have no clue what that is. You know, if I didn't know what a DVR was, I'd be in so much trouble because I'm a big fan of classic black and white films. 
And I noticed Turner Classic Movies. I'll, I'll scroll through and see what's on at three in the morning. I'll be like, darn, man, they're showing the Maltese Falcon. I'm not going to set up all night to watch, but, you know, you can record. I mean, I own these movies, but still, it's like you kind of like watching them, you know. But, it's, yeah, the streaming, I've noticed all the uh, the apps on the smart TV that I have. I've looked at these la- these apps. I'm like, I've never heard of these. But you go to click on them, and the content in there is actually really neat. The different types of channels that you, you can set and watch just people's podcasts. Oh, totally. And, and it's so fun. You know, I mean, I'm, I can almost see myself doing that. I mean, I'd have to dress, get dressed, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> still. I don't think so. I think you have a great look just the way you are. I wish everybody can see you tonight. Like, I mean, you're, you're a groovy guy. I think, I think you should. I am totally in my Spider-Man underwear. Nobody knows. No, I'm just totally kidding. No, but, uh, now, why did you go and tell on yourself? I don't know. Cause I like Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't, maybe, I don't know. But you know, I, but so we have a lot to be thankful for and that, and that in and of itself is a huge, huge deal. So congratulations. And, uh, you know, as that spreads, definitely come back and, and, you know, tell people where we can find it or let me know. And I can tell people, you know, in the, in the podcast, because yeah, we, I, I do get those questions. I, actually, I was in an author's guild meeting recently and, um, it was about two weeks ago. So I said, Hey, when's that one girl, that lady coming back? I'm like, Who? And then like, they referred to the show that we thought I'm like, Oh, Elizabeth, yeah, she'll be back. You know? So I, it's funny that people are listening to it. It's like, Hey, when you have that person, back? so it's kind of fun. So it's kind of fun to kind of grow the show. I'll tell you one thing we can't be thankful for is. Uh, yeah, another crazy list of musicians that uh, Billboard put out the greatest artists of all time. Right. A while back, I did a show on the, um, it was Rolling Stone did their top greatest songs of all time. And I looked through that and I'm like the top 10. And I'm like, this is garbage. Rolling Stone, you got to do better. Now, I was a little frustrated at Billboard. I don't know how they put um, their list together, but just to kind of like, tell people who some of these these people are on the list and we we did our own list we, and, we totally did do our own list because yeah. you know it's got to be based upon you know how many listening hours some of these these um up-and-coming musicians are getting as well as money behind it right you know i think that's yeah. probably how they compile their list but in my world that's like that's not all-time favorite no i mean they they had I mean, their top 10 list, I guess, is okay. I mean, I, I would kick some off there, but they had Taylor Swift in the top 10, mm-hmm. for example. Taylor Swift over Elvis Presley. Um, they also had in like pretty high up on the list was Drake and Rihanna no, no. And, and Eminem and Usher. And I think what they tried to do is, I don't want to say be politically correct, that's the wrong word. I think what they tried to do is maybe spread it across music genres and decades to try to have an equal balance of what the greatest is. But you look at it, and I, you know, I hate to say it, but some of these artists, Justin Bieber, uh, you know, above U2, and you know, just like some of these other artists that are up, Simon and Garfunkel, I don't even know what the hell Justin Bieber's saying in his songs. He goes so fast. <laughs> so, right. No, I get it. You know, and I think perception is reality, right? Mm -hmm. So our perception, because we've got to be close in age, it's going to be totally different. Do I have Rihanna and Eminem and um, so many of the other newer artists, uh, Post Malone, do I have that on my playlist? Yeah, sure, Sure. I do. I've downloaded those songs. But when it comes to top 10, like, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think we probably have lists of our own, don't we? Yeah, and you know, I mean, not not that these artists are bad artists. There's a lot of really great ones, 
but it's just you know where do you put him that high up? Like I'm I'm not putting Mariah Carey in my top ten. I don't no, care how many I, albums she sold, but yet I have some Mariah Carey CDs that I bought when she first came out in the '90s, and uh, we had that song "Vision of Love." Do you remember that was her first hit? This I remember that last... one, and yeah. I have nightmares of her Christmas song because that, it's yeah. so <laughs> overplayed. But yeah. so if we were to if we were to make up our own list, right? Yeah. Of our own top ten. I kind of would like to crawl into the brain of Cyrus and find out your top tens. I, I know you suggested this, so I, I am cheating a little bit. Like I'm not presenting a brand new idea because you already, you know, contacted me and said, what if we do this? So I played with mine. Mine is more of a game to get even further into your head. Okay. So I think you should go first. You want me to go ahead and roll through like the full 10 or just the first couple or? First couple, and then okay. I'll, you know, I'll play with you. And see. Now, I, I have a wide musical palette. Now, I kicked jazz off the list. I just stuck with, like, rock and roll and, you know, just, like, big you know, music like that. But So I didn't have jazz or anything in there. Um, but at 10, I had Pink Floyd. Ooh. Um, and at 9, I had The Beatles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with you. Pink Floyd and the Beatles, yes, definitely need to be on a of all time best yeah. band. Now, of course, I love music. Like I love music so diversely that what I did with my list was I put two at each number. And I want to know out of the two, which one would you pick? And some of them are, are kind of funny because I was just being wacky at the time. Number 10, Sting or John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer is really good. I know. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, that's a tough call because, but Sting has such a long history of music. It's how do you, but I would, I can't wait to, yeah, you know, John Mayer, I, if we had a full, like another 10, 20 years of his music, but I, I got to go Sting on this, but John, but John Mayer, that's, that's good. That's a tough call. I know. I know. It's like, it's like the choice between tantric sex or sex that goes all night long that's that's normal but good like that's the choice between the two hmm. <laughs> I, all I, right what, what's your next that, one <laughs> thought of it that way but okay all right man I, I guess i'm gonna have to limber up for the next two choices here it's <laughs> do some stretches and i'm sitting here. <laughs> all right should i do another one or do you want to do another one uh yeah, I'll, I'll toss two more out. Um, okay. And these are really in no particular order, except for like the top three here. Um, I had Madonna in the top 10. Mm -hmm. um, she she put out music for a long time. And um, and she hasn't been with us for a while, but her music is lasting. Whitney Houston. What a uh, voice. Yeah. Crazy life. But, you know, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want her lifestyle, but man, that, that girl, when she first broke into the music business in the 80s and just, right. you know, everybody wanted her on a soundtrack in the 90s. And, yeah, uh, totally they did. Was, and two amazing artists, you know, I think with those two and some of the older ones, for me, they've been played over and over and over. You know how you kind of get desensitized a little bit? Mm -hmm. Where if I had brand new fresh ears and I had never heard Whitney Houston, I'd never heard Madonna, they would definitely be on the top list i have a, here again and this one's this one's i was just being quirky alanis morissette or led zeppelin <laughs> oh wow 
I, I'm a rock and roll fan. I got to give Zep. But I got to tell you, Zep. in the 90s, Alanis Morissette was cool as hell. And she was like she she strapped on the brass ones and she just went for it. She had no filters. And you talk about like there's, you know, uh, John Mayer just put out a new album and he's calling it sob rock. Like he's almost creating his new genre, right? Called sob rock. She was like this. How would you even call it? Like just this brutal breakup. I wish he was dead rock. <laughs> oh, she uh, her lyrics held nothing back. Jagged Little Pill to this day is probably one of the most iconic albums of that decade. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that she was a big hit in Canada before Jagged Little Pill came out. And her sound in Canada was so much different than what Jagged Little Pill was. Uh, she wanted to come into America with a different mindset. So I guess they gave her the free range to do something different when she did something on a new record label. And, man, that was that was huge. But, yeah, that's a tough one. But, uh, yeah. All right. Here's another one. Ready? Yeah. George Michael or Etta James? You know, growing up in the 80s, I love the 80s, but I'm a jazz fan. Like, Etta James, I yeah. I take her hands down. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that woman is probably one of the top five songbirds ever uh, in, in American music. At last, I mean, when she sings that song, don't you just kind of like pretend you're like dancing with somebody, whether you're not, or, you know, it's like, you I know, it's feel it. You know? I do. I've got to tell you now, I wrote a couple of them down here. I, I have way more than 10. I cheated big time. Ella Fitzgerald, John Coltrane, Bill Withers. Um, I mean, my Louis um, Armstrong, I've got all yeah. of them. And those are my, I am cooking in the kitchen for the family. And I've poured a glass of wine, which is going to equate to like three or four glasses of wine because I'm finishing yeah. the bottle. And I am dancing with myself. All those you just listed, uh, um, uh, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald. I've got so many of these old uh, CDs, like because I, I absolutely love that music and that time period. And uh, yeah, I, even on that uh, top top twenty songs, I had "What a Wonderful Life" or "What a Wonderful World" uh, by uh, Louis Armstrong is like in the top two or three of greatest songs of, of all time. Oh so, wow! Yeah. yeah, good songs, good stuff. All right, give us some more on yours. I'll give you, yeah, let me give you three more here. Um, Michael Jackson. He was not only a child prodigy in the 70s of the Jackson 5, broke out on his own. He just dominated the 80s. And he dominated most of the 90s. And, uh, I mean, you, you couldn't get a ticket on his tour. I love so much of that music that Michael Jackson put out. He's on there. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, one of the most underrated mm -hmm. bands of all time. Um, Against the Wind. I mean, some of these songs that almost like, define your life you know like those those times like when you're going through things it's like i'm gonna listen to a bob seger song because that kind of fits and uh queen oh my goodness yes yes i and think this, even the younger generation would definitely throw out queen yeah once bohemian rhapsody came out in a movie you know that mm -hmm. movie came out i think the younger generation started like all right who is this and let me listen to this and damn yeah. like the range of everything they had from from what they did with bohemian rhapsody and that whole like an opera album to, you know, I want to break free to, you know, everything that they've done, even in the later years. Uh, was that was amazing, amazing talent. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So I, I've got a couple ors for you. Uh -huh. B-52 or Billy Idol? B-52 is so unique too. You know, I used to watch them on 120 Minutes. Remember that show on uh, um, MTV no. late at night? It's called 120 Minutes. 
and that's when they played all the alternative music. Mm. And it was, uh, so I would watch like, get like Susie and the Banshees and stuff like that on there. Oh, um, Billy, Billy Idol is still cranking out really good music. I know he doesn't, he's not a big top seller, but if you, I still listen to some of these old guys. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that snarl with that guy. Um, yeah, I got Billy Idol. Really? I would have to go with the B-52s. I love that. But here's another one. Sex Pistols or Black Eyed Peas? I was never really into like that kind of mean type punk Sex Pistols, but Black Eyed Peas, I like. So I would probably take them. But but you'd think, I mean, people knowing me and my taste of music would probably think I would pick Sex Pistols, but eh, I could go without Johnny Rod. All right. Uh, The Cure... Or Amy Winehouse. Ooh, that's another songbird. It's kind of too bad she had such a short, short career. Um, but the, the Cure. And I'll tell you what, one song that always sticks out is Pictures of You. Mm-hmm. I love that song. I can sit and listen to that. Fascination Street. That's me. Fascination Street all day long. Yeah. yeah. And you, know, you know, another really great band. I don't know if you had them on there, but uh, uh, I think it was called Wonderwall. Or Champagne Supernova, Oasis. Oasis. Mm -hmm. They were big in the 90s, too. And I really, really liked Oasis a lot. But um, All right. Give us your list. All right. I got three more. My top three. Okay. You got to have the king of rock and roll in the sucker. Elvis, Aaron Presley. And if anybody says anything bad about that guy, I almost would want to fight. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) but the thing about Elvis is, you know that I, you hear him on the radio it's like you know that voice you know like like when you hear queen you, you automatically know freddie mercury that's freddie mercury and queen elvis that guy crossed over in some of the most beautiful gospel i've ever heard in my life as a matter of fact i think he sang gospel better than he did rock and roll and that's probably not like you know the general consensus opinion but that guy was amazing wildly talented and just raw talent i mean i don't I don't know anybody else that that's just such raw talent. And of course, you know, I mean, he got better and better and better until he declined. Yeah. But yeah, amazing talent. I mean, I think next year for Halloween, I'm going to find that fat Elvis jumpsuit. That, by God, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but that's amazing stuff. And uh, uh, Prince. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like the stuff he did with the revolution just as much as what he did with Power um, uh, was it? What was the name of that other band that he was with? Um, not Prince and the Revolution, but Prince and the uh, Power. I don't know. I forgot the name of. It. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Any other time, I would know it. Um, but a great, great band. Uh, mm-hmm. But Prince is just a genius all the way around. And, and Prince was so. I mean, he was not afraid of anything. He was. He wasn't necessarily like, you know, I like to use the phrase balls against the walls, you know, like just way out there. That would be like a Billy Idol or somebody like that. Prince came in and he just owned the place. He was regal. He came in, you know, like like a like a, a prince. This guy weighed like a buck 30 and he strutted in like he owned everything. Totally. And he, and he wore those huge riser boots. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and he was so like everything kind of fit into the pop culture. But if you notice, like if you just go back and listen to his songs, it's like, man, that guy's slipping some funk in everything. And he, and he was so subtle, but like anybody, and I'm a big fan of funk because in college I was, I was all P funk in the 
you know, all P-Funk all-stars. But uh, I love that stuff. But yeah, he, he slipped with a lot of funk in his music all the way through to the end. And that got mastered like, what, 10, 12 different instruments? Crazy. He sure did, you know, and I think fairly early on into his career, he created, I mean, let's really put it out there. He created Carmen Electra. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as he created Carmen Electra and he put her out there and man, she hit hard because she was gorgeous. Everybody sort of like, was like, whoa, wait a minute. This little dude, like he's powerful. <laughs> he's got something about him. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that confidence. And, and that was one of those, you know, as we get older, we like lose some of our musical icons. That was one that like, I, yeah, I don't really think about it because I'm not like married to my heroes and music and stuff. That happens all the time, ODs and stuff. But man, when Prince died, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of felt that, you know? Yeah. Kind of like yeah, Eddie Van Halen. Too soon. Yeah. Like people who Wait, defined yeah. their craft. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think we definitely didn't see it coming. You know, I hate to say it about Michael Jackson that maybe we saw it coming. I certainly did. You know, I think some of them there's one thing to be artistic and eclectic and eccentric. And then there's another thing to think, mm, I, something doesn't seem right. And I hope that they're healthy. And I'm not saying that Michael Jackson isn't healthy. Like, you know, of course, not trying to slander his name, even though he's no longer with us. But I can't say that that really surprised me that an accident happened and he passed away with prince i didn't see it coming like he just no, came either. off like you said just so confident so in control yeah i didn't see that one coming yeah i mean eddie van halen everybody knew he had cancer you know mm. and you know you see some of these you see some of these young artists today and and i i really feel bad for a lot of them because there's such a high pressure on these young people that don't know how to handle success like they never had a finance class in their life and look at everything that britney spears just went through i literally am surprised that she has not committed suicide I think she was probably pretty close. You know, Brittany, it's hard to watch, um, for me to watch Brittany and her videos. And, you know, she definitely struggles. Like you can really tell that there is yeah. a strong, strong issue there. And she really is struggling. I think, in my opinion, I think it probably was the right move for the conservatorship to possibly be moved to someone else. I, I honestly wouldn't be too surprised if in the next few years, unfortunately, maybe uh, someone else takes over the conservatorship yeah. and not so tight on the reins, though. I mean, it does from what the information is released to us. And, you mm -hmm. know, we were not her. We were not on the inside. So we don't know the 360 of the story. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, maybe a looser rein on the conservatorship. Yeah. But I think she's probably going to struggle for the rest of her life. Yeah, I think she will. And I think she probably has had a lot of emotional damage done. And, and you can tell that, too, from the time she shaved her head and just went crazy with Paris Hilton everywhere. And now she's like, you know, flashing her stuff on Instagram. And, you know, but I, and I guess as I get older, this is just me, maybe I don't know. But it, it, seeing somebody like her as talented as she was in the early years and then just kind of just was all like, I don't, I don't call it techno, but just like way too fast. And it's selling too much sex. And at some point, I would love for her to step back after everything she's been through and start selling some substance. I, I appreciate a beautiful woman in a video like any other dude, right? I'm, you know, I'm a red-blooded American male, but um, there has to be some substance there. And she, I would like to see a transition to something from her that we've never heard. And she right. probably has the talent to do it. 
to pull it off. But I don't know if the pressure in the music industry is like, okay, let's let's generate more Britney and now she's free and let's you know milk that for all it's worth. You know, I don't know. But I worry about some of the people in the music business today. And that's I think that's one reason why I'm decided to sort of put off by some of the newer music. But there's still there's a lot of good newer music coming out. There is a lot of good music coming out. Um, and, you know, going back to Britney, I'd love to see her come out with an album. You know, she did this residency in Vegas for so many years. So yes. we just, we haven't really heard anything new from her in quite a long time. And I think that would do a ton for her career, in my opinion, if she did come out with a new album. It could be the same bubblegummy kind of stuff that she's done. Um, but you know, man, I mean, if she's got it in her, it'd be kind of cool to hear like a different genre from her. I, I would honestly, I, I would like to, I think she could pull off that jazz lounge type sound, even for a couple of songs that really poured out her emotions, what she's went through. If you can, if you can tell a story that powerful um, and she's very soulful, like you can, you know, in some of her music and just her look in general, you can see the sadness. Um, but yeah. I think she would pull that off. Um, I don't think many people could probably pull that off in this, you know, in, in pop music and stuff, but she, she probably could. I'll get to my number one I had on here. All Rolling right. Stones. The Rolling oh, Stones. Yeah, That's yeah. But, you know, there's so many of the, the Rolling Stones, ACDC, like I mentioned, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. <sighs> yeah, they're timeless. Like they, they are. Epic. And anybody listening to this stuff, I, I would love to hear what other people's top 10 uh, mu musicians are, artists of all time are. It's going to be because music is very subjective. It's, it's subjective. It you is. Know, you can't measure it. It's, it's what speaks to you. And uh, it's different for everybody. Some people may put Drake and Justin Bieber in there. I don't know. But I mean, not me. But you know, but I do encourage people to have a wide palette in their musical taste because I can listen to anything from blues to jazz to grunge to what whatever you know <laughs> i mean even there's some bands that were on here that i thought probably deserved being the top 100 too like lincoln park was one of them uh, uh -huh. i would probably throw soundgarden in there too because the guy who sang for soundgarden i'm drawing a blank on his name right now that guy had just rock and roll voice all day long i mean that was that was amazing what, what he did with audio slave and, and and soundgarden so yeah there's there's a lot of good talent that unfortunately they checked out a little too early on us yeah, they sure did. It's it's a rough life. I mean, being in the entertainment industry alone is is sketchy. And then getting into the music side of it is, oh, man, you really have to have two feet on the ground because the drugs, the women, the it's all flowing and it's Booze, flowing hardcore. Yeah. Booze. Oh, yeah. And they don't care how old you are, how young you are. They don't care. It's it's fast living. Yeah, I mean, you could tell the difference. Like, yeah, that politics. I see a picture. You know, the funny thing is Bill Clinton and Sammy Hagar are the same age. If you look at the picture of the two of them, Sammy had a good time. Bill didn't. <laughs> that guy looks like death warmed over these days. But um, but Sammy Hagar is still rocking. So good good for him. Hey, yeah, Elizabeth, I know you got some stuff going on here tonight. You got, the, you got a show coming up. Uh, you got some stuff coming up this weekend on the Caffeinated Cooper show. Uh, tell us all where we can where we can follow you at and find you out on social media and YouTube. Absolutely. So I've kept it pretty simple on Facebook. It is Elizabeth Cooper, but on Instagram, um, Facebook, and YouTube especially, it's the Caffeinated Cooper Show 
channel on YouTube, Elizabeth Cooper on Facebook. It's Cooper Elizabeth Cooper on Instagram. So it's all going to be, you know, if you just Google my name, Elizabeth Cooper or the caffeinated Cooper show, it all pops up. And then on the binge network, uh, binge network TV, it's uh, the caffeinated Cooper show. So if you're on Amazon fire TV, Samsung, Hero Go, um, Binge Network. If you just search the Caffeinated Cooper Show, I pop up. That is awesome. So make sure when you go to her YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe and the follow on there because when you do your lives, you pop up live on, on YouTube, not just Facebook, but YouTube. And um, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter and it's um, E Cooper Studios on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, th I thought I'd seen something. I'd shared a couple of links over there, but. I'm usually just pissing people off on Twitter. So that's my, that's my job on there. It's like we're awesome. But uh, anyway, but I certainly appreciate you coming on and hope you have a great show tonight. And uh, um, yeah, come back on anytime. These are great topics when it comes to music. And I mean, I could sit and talk about this stuff for hours. Oh, I know. Me too. Me too. I, I was born to do something in the music industry and, and I never, yeah, I write while I write. That is, I guess I am doing something in the music industry, but you know, I dabble with a little bit of violin and the dog howls and I try to play the piano and teach it to myself and the dog howls <laughs> and oh, I hey. play my hand, hand pan drum and that's a whole lot of fun. So I'm always doing something musical, but um, I, I certainly do enjoy listening to it. That is for sure. Before I forget, you were recently in a music video. Now, can you tell people the name of that? And it's on YouTube. You stole the video. You were the video. Yes. Yes. So I am. I'm, how do I even put it out there? My dear friend, the McDowells. So Tyler Dean McDowell is um, Ronnie McDowell's son. So Ronnie McDowell in 1981 had a, I believe it was a platinum hit. It went all the way to platinum. It's called Older Women. And it was a remake at the time. Well, his son is also a country music artist, Tyler Dean McDowell, and he remade it 40 years later. So it's called Older Women by Tyler Dean McDowell, and I'm the older woman. And it was kind of a really cool video to shoot. Uh, production was, I mean, top notch. It was great A. Everybody was professional and wonderful. And uh, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. So if you search Tyler Dean McDowell, Older Women, you can get the song on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you download your music. But um, I believe it's on his website. It's on YouTube. Just Google Older Women by Tyler Dean McDowell and yeah. you'll get to see me in the video. You don't want to miss it folks. So go, go check it out. Hey, Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, thanks again for everybody for tuning into the Gonzo Chronicles. Uh, I would want to wish, take a minute just to wish everybody very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys, everybody has a great uh, time with uh, family and friends tomorrow. Be healthy, be happy. It's the best thing we have, right? That's right. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> take care, everyone.